0: Did anybody tell you it's VBS week? Yeah, get a picture of that, right? What's the name of VBS this week? Spark Studios, all right? We're going to celebrate our creative God and the creativity that he has given us to celebrate him. And we've demonstrated that even this morning, the different bits and pieces that we've been a part of. So uh, I'm thinking, can we get that up on the back screen there? All right. Oh, you had the answer up there. It's right there. Wow, you guys are amazing. How you're able to do that? So VBS week can well, it can it can elicit some different responses. So here we go. <laughs> the kids are up on the left hand, man. Yeah, woo. And now my understanding is we already have 125 kids registered. Yeah. So that means we'll probably have about 250 here tomorrow, right? But by Friday, that's what we look like on the right. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Another night. That's why we need your help on Friday night. We need your help on Friday night. You can make popcorn. You can put snow cones together. You can help clean. You can talk to people, and you can be a part of their lives. You can eat a hot dog with somebody, but we need your help on Friday night because that's kind of what we look like on Friday night. We have worked hard, and we we really can use your help. So come and join with us. Put that on your schedule. Make it a part of your evening, and we'll be so grateful for that. we got a lot of cleanup we need to do, too, that takes place with that, so, so that we can get out of here by about 1130 that night. <laughs> well, it's usually not that late, but we can use your help. And it's going to be a great week. And thank you so much for everybody who's participated, everybody who's serving every day this week. Thank you so much. Your sacrifice is incredible to do that. Thank you so much. Thank you for all the people that decorated and put things together for us. Thank you for all of you who brought crafts and craft supplies and and snack supplies, things like that. Thank you so much for that. That means so much to us to be able to get that work done. Thank you for all of you who are going to help at the block party. Let's see the hands of who are going to help in the block party. There we go. we got some more people. Okay, good. Some of you going to get your hand up in the air. You're thinking about what you're going to do on Friday night. We've got it for you. Friday night, right here. Help us out. Be a part of that. And hey, thanks for all the kids that are signed up too. We're looking forward to making some new friends and growing together, being a part of each other's lives. It's going to be a good work. And then, lastly... If you can't be here, please pray for us daily. Pray for strength for us to put it together. Uh, you know, by about Wednesday, we you don't have voices, okay? Because we've been looking at kids and we're, you know, getting kids, and uh, especially Pastor Elisha. By Monday, he didn't have a voice. All right, so you're out there in game time with them and helping out. So uh, pray for us every morning, if you would, and through the time. That means so much to us especially thanks to Stephanie Scott for being our director she's a she is amazing. That's her daughter up here, Emily, right here that was doing the, the uh, songs. And you can see uh, she's, she's just like the mom. She's really, really good at what she does. And Stephanie's an amazing, amazing lady and director. And I see some others that have directed, Ruth and Jeannie and others that have directed through the years. Thank you so much for helping us out, being a part of that. You've just done a great job. Everybody's done a great job. And we're so, so thankful for that. So here's our VBS motto. You ready? Alright, say it with me. Created, designed, empowered. You're gonna be participating in this sermon today, okay? So oh, you haven't been already? Did you you were you guys were doing pretty good up there, you know, just waving your hands in the air like I was, right? <laughs> Whatever it takes. Here we go. Created, designed, empowered. I put these words to it as I was thinking through this. Created by Christ, designed by God, empowered by the Holy Spirit. They didn't get that far, but I thought that was a pretty good addition to it myself. Created by Christ, designed by God, empowered by the Holy Spirit. That's our theme. And here's our VBS verse. It's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. We sang some of the words earlier today, so say it with me if you would. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead for us to do. Ephesians 2.10. I kind of messed up, so we need to, you need to do it with me again. Here we go. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Now, we know those good works don't save us. Those good works show that we are saved, that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we're grateful for that. And we hope that some kids, well, we're praying that some kids, even families will come to know Jesus Christ through Vacation Bible School this year and being a part of what God wants us to do. You see, as we think about Spark Studios, we're thinking about this. We're thinking about that the arts and crafts and music and drama and dance. Those things can bring glory to God. And they can help people come to know Jesus Christ. Amen? It ain't just preaching that does that, it's this creatability that God has given to us that can make possible this relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that's kind of what we're going to concentrate on as we put everything together, all these things coming together for us. The this offering this year is for a, a Voice for Children International. Um, this, this organization works in nine countries for over 25 years, they've been involved. They're in Costa Rica. I'll just share what their website said. They provide food and clothing for 250 kids at a community center. They're in Rwanda, food and computer training for 1,250 kids at an orphanage. orphanage. Tanzania, they built a medical center, 300 for kids, uh, uh, 350 kids a week in Nicaragua. It's a communist country. Built, They built a medical center. They provide food, clothing for 400 kids at the medical and community centers in Guatemala. Support for a women's teacher and provide food for 200 kids in a youth group. Honduras, food and clothing for 250 kids who are part of a community center. In Mexico, food and clothing for four, four uh, orphanages. El Salvador, food and clothing for 225 kids in an orphanage. Cuba, they provide food for medical director who holds rallies every other Saturday night they got a pretty broad ministry, right? And we're going to do a boys versus girls offering as we always do, and the boys win every year, I think. Okay, well, sometimes it's close, all right? All right, it seems like, you know, sometimes we have a lot of lady leaders and sometimes they're slipping in some big bills in there, you know, giving them to the kids under the table to get it, you know, get it up there. That isn't what happens? Oh, okay, maybe not, huh? All right, so here's the interesting. Uh, This has come to Dale and Judy Reed. Um, They know Jim Gruen, and Jim Gruen has founded this international ministry. Uh, Jim Gruen, uh, I know Jim from growing up in my home church, and I'll tell you this about that. He was the president of Youth for Christ for years, and at one time, and in 1996, I took a musical mission trip to Israel with his Worldwide Leadership Council, and I had a great time, which he founded, and interestingly, his brother Dave was my youth pastor growing up. <laughs> he has another brother who serves the Lord. Tremendous legacy. So uh, I look forward, he's going to come on Friday. I look forward to seeing Jim in his distinctively silver hair. He still has that, does he, Judy? Okay, I mean, this guy's had silver hair all his life, I think. I mean, it's distinctively silver. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing him again. Been a long, long time 44. 50 years probably for me. Well, at least since 1996, we went on that mission trip to Israel, a musical mission trip. So uh, thank you, Dale and Judy, working on that and bringing them to us. This is going to be exciting to see the boys win that offering contest. Man, you could just, you know, get your $10 bills out. Um, I'll be at the door. You can just hand them to me. If you can't come this week, I'll just get them in the offering for you, okay? Cheating. Ladies talking about cheating, yeah, okay. All right, I'm going to highlight the Bible studies for you this morning as we go through 4 our time. Monday, we're going to talk about God the Creator. That's a great place to start, isn't it? Because David, the man we know, the shepherd boy, the king, David praised the Creator. What does he say in Psalm 19:1? The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. You've noticed that. You see that. But it says to us, there is a creator. And we remember this. This is written by David, who was a shepherd who spent probably many nights out under the stars taking care of his sheep and providing for them. Our day one song, the words say this. How countless are your works, Lord. In wisdom you have made them all. Our God, the great creator, how marvelous you are. And that's the theme for this day. God is the marvelous creator. He made all we know out of nothing. He just spoke it into existence. It didn't take him a million years to create the heavens and the earth. It took just a few moments of breath over six days to speak it into existence. The earth did not result from a big bang just as man did not result from a monkey. Thank you. If you can't believe Genesis 1 and 2, it's going to be hard to believe anything else in the other 1,187 chapters of the Bible. If you can't believe the initial ones, what God did, it can be really, really hard for you to believe anything else that's in the rest of the chapters of the Bible. God spoke it into existence. And He said about us, He said in Psalm 139, that, that you have formed me in my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Think about that. We turned it years ago when we studied that verse, I'm Fawm, F-A-W-M. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Just an easy way to remember that. That's what God has done for us, the importance and the value in that. You see we as humans are more valuable than anything else that He's created because He created us with a living soul that allows us to be in relationship and interact with the God who gave His life for us. Get that. That's why we're so valuable. We have the ability to interact with this God, this marvelous Creator who spoke it into existence because He can do that. Have you thanked Him lately for creating you? be a great time to think about the value of that, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together, my mother's to whom I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Praise you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Say it with me. Created. Designed. Empowered. Secondly, on day two, that's Tuesday, we're going to talk about God the Designer. God's perfect design is seen throughout the creation. You know some of these facts. The axis of the earth is tilted at about what degree? 23.5. Right? Did you get close down there? Yeah? Surprise. 23.5. If it was any different than that, we couldn't survive. God knew exactly how that earth needed to be in the midst of His creation. The sun rises and sets like clockwork. Over 2 million species of animals in the world. About 435,000 specific plant species on the earth. Every snowflake unique. I saw a little special on that a little while back in one of the shows on, on Saturday afternoon after the golf tournament. And a guy studies them. He's up in Colorado, up in the Denver area somewhere, and he studies the snowflakes. And it was so fascinating again. And he was just evidencing... God the creator. God the designer. Do you know you have 206 bones in your body? <laughs> Anybody ever broken one of them? Yeah, a few of you have done that. Yeah. Did you know 60,000 miles of blood vessels in your body? 60,000 miles of blood of blood vessels in your body. Every fingerprint unique. Every one of us has been designed and is unique. Look at the person next to you and say, you're You're unique. You're unique. (laughs) If you haven't figured that out yet, nothing else, just stop right there. Okay? That's all you need to say at this moment. Okay? But it is true. We are unique because we have been designed by the Creator God. Our Day 2 songs, some of the words is this. He gave us eyes to see the colors that He made. He gave us ears to hear the beautiful music. He gave us mouths to sing praise, to worship His holy name. He gave us hands and feet for His glory. We will use them. I saw a number of you using them while we were singing this morning. How don't you get, get to see that from the front row? The man standing up here today, that was beautiful. Just raise your hands in praise to the Lord. To exalt Him. Every person has the imprint of God, the Creator and Designer in his or her DNA. And God the Designer, getting to our lesson, designed David to be a shepherd boy. But he also designed him to be a king. You remember these old words from Ray Bolts? But when others see a shepherd boy, God may see a king. God designed David to be a shepherd boy. Gave him the gifts, gave him the ability, gave him the skills, but also to be the king as the designer. You know this verse in 1 Samuel chapter 16.7 as, as Samuel's trying to identify who's supposed to be the king and God is leading him and he sees all these sons of Jesse coming before him and, and his, this guy looks good and this guy looks good and this guy looks good and this guy... And, and God keeps saying, that isn't the one, that isn't the one, that isn't the one. And God said this. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't look on the appearance or the height of his stature because I've rejected him. He's not mine. For the Lord sees, not as a man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but what? The, the Lord looks on the heart. That's what you're to look for, Samuel. That's what I want you to look for. And this little boy, this, this shepherd boy, this ruddy shepherd boy, he's the one. It doesn't seem like he should be, but he's the one that I have to be the king. But God has uniquely designed us for his purpose. Most importantly, He's designed our inside, our being, who we really are. We're not just floating through life, hoping to somehow find a purpose for our lives. God has very specific plans for your life based on how He's designed your being. Let me get that again. God has very specific plans for your life based on how He has designed your being. So how has the designer designed you? What's your shape? What's your spiritual gifts? What's your heart? What are your abilities? What is your personality? What are your experiences that God wants to use because He's given them to you to be able to make a difference for His kingdom? He wants you to use your shape to help others get shaped and follow their shape for God. Because God is the designer. He has designed you specifically just like He wants you to be. God the Creator has designed you just like He wants you to be to carry out His purposes, to exalt His kingdom, to help the kingdom come as the song played for Be the Church. Jason Gray's song played for that. Every time we do that, the kingdom comes God's work for us. On Wednesday, we're going to talk about Jesus the King. You see, God had a specific design and plan for His Son to come to the earth. God had a specific design and plan for His Son to come to the earth. That that was crafted years before. And Jesus is the King that God promised to send to save us. In Acts chapter 13, Paul is giving his testimony... And he says of David, he said of Jesus, but he says this of this man's offspring, and he's speaking of David there. He says, Of his offspring, God has brought to Israel a Savior, Jesus, as he what promised. We've been talking about the promises of God. And God is faithful to that. And he made that promise. This is gonna happen all through the Old Testament. The story of the redemption of God's redemptive plan for us. And it comes and it reaches its apex when Jesus comes because he's the king that God promised would come and would save us from our sin. And Paul gives evidence that as he reaches back to David and he says, out of this offspring is going to come this one who will save us. You see, we didn't need an author to write a book for us. We didn't need a politician to make laws for us. We didn't need a singer to entertain us. We didn't need an athlete to wow us. We didn't need a scientist to explain biology to us. We didn't need an economist to explain inflation to us. We just needed a savior to die for us. He was unexpected in his timing and purpose, but he was just what we needed at the right time and for the right purpose. And just like the people welcomed Jesus in his triumphal entry... They had those palm branches and they laid down their coats and they recognized partially who he was, right? Sometimes they didn't get it quite all right. They were looking for that politician king, that, that ruling king. But they recognized there was something about him, just like they gave that triumphal enter. He needs to have a triumphal entry into each of our hearts. Well, we would say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Psalm 118. And I'll exalt him. And I will lift him high. The song we're going to sing that day and learn says this. Sounds a little bit like John 3.16. God sent his only son into the world. He came for everyone. Those who believe in him will have what? Eternal life. We are his work of art. We are his canvas. Jesus is the spark. He makes it happen. Spark Studio. Go to the next slide, please. Ready? For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Ephesians 2.10 You know that word, you've probably heard this, that that word for workmanship there is a very picturesque word. It's, It's the word we get our word poem from. It's crafted. It's been put together. That's how important we are, how He's designed us, that He's put us together just like He wants. He's the creative one that makes possible our coming into His walk with Him and then living it out and bringing honor to Him. Let's do it again. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do Ephesians 2.10 Thursday we're going to look to the fact that Jesus died and rose again as affirmed by the four gospel historians this was God's plan of redemption carried out by those who thought it was their plan to get rid of him <laughs> they thought they had him we got him finally, finally we could get rid of this guy this imposter, this liar, this blasphemer. We can get rid of them. All they were doing is God just going, go ahead, go ahead. I got this. I got this. You're doing exactly the plan that I have for this son of mine who needs to die and to be the redeemer. You see, Jesus fulfilled God's plan to save us. He's the redeemer and he redeems broken things. He paid the price of redemption because He was the price of redemption. Think about that. There was a price that had to be paid. A price to take us out of the miry clay. A price to plant our feet on the rock. And Jesus was that price. He paid the price, but He was the price. The redemptive price for us. It's been said, as you know, He paid a debt that he did not owe because we owed a debt we could not pay. We had a debt so big we couldn't take care of it. And Jesus, he didn't have debt, but he paid that price for us as the Redeemer that we could have a relationship with Jesus Christ. As I was watching the worship videos, we play them during the worship rally as we gather and we come together. I have the privilege of leading that and kind of getting them all wound up and everything like that and having a good time with them as we get started. There's always a series of videos each day that Lifeway has put together and it kind of, it it tells the story through the story. And and this year it's uh, four kids that are in this contest to see who can be the most creative and make the coolest things. It's really, really well done this year. And I think that the kids will enjoy that. And I, we as parents always enjoy it. Or we as leaders always enjoy it. But on this day, on Thursday, they had have, they have this opportunity to redeem their original creation they made in day one. To make it better. They did a really good job in this video of helping us to understand Jesus' role as the Redeemer. Who can make something new out of each one of us. Got any broken people here today? <laughs> you got about one hundred twenty-five of you right here. <laughs> We're all broken. We're all in need of redeemer. We're all in need of a savior. We're all separated from God because of our sin and our brokenness. And Jesus has become that bridge. Remember, Simon described that when we went through our evangelism. He becomes the bridge. First Timothy two five says, "For there's for there's one God and there's one mediator between God and man. That the mediator, Jesus Christ." Who gave his life. And it goes on in the next verse to say that he redeemed us. He paid the price for us. That we could have a relation. We could walk across that bridge from our brokenness and become made new. Spiritually new. uh, Eternally new. Abundantly new. All these new lives that he has for us. New life that he has for us. If we'll just say yes to Jesus. We'll just walk across that bridge. Because he is the one that made it possible for us. Jesus is the Redeemer. He's the King who came to save us. But He is the Redeemer who fulfilled God's plan to save us. The song says this that day. Only one has ever lived to give his life as a gift to me and you. Only one has ever died and rose again back to life for me and you. That's what only God can do. That's only what God can do. You couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. We're good people. We couldn't do it. We needed Jesus Christ to be the Redeemer. And He came and He gave His life for us. So, David, praised God because God is the Creator. David, let us know more about Him that He's the Designer and all that He has done for us. And then we come and we recognize that Jesus is the King who came to save us, and that He is the Redeemer who came to fulfill God's plan to save us. And lastly, we, we, we don't do this all on our own. We don't enter into this relationship all alone. We have the Holy Spirit who's called the helper, right? The counselor, the one who walks alongside us, the paraclete. And He is the one who gives us the power to follow God's plan. As you identify what God's plan is for you, you don't go out at all on your own. You have the Holy Spirit to help guide you and to keep you on the path that He has for you. It was God's plan to have the Holy Spirit continue and increase the work of God in and through us as believers after Jesus was obedient to the work of God. The disciples couldn't understand that. That didn't excite them to know that Jesus was going to be leaving Because he was their friend, he saw what they they saw what he had done for them, and yet God said, "This greater works are going to take place. I got to get I got to get out of the way, because the Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to continue the work, and he's going to increase the work. It's not going to diminish. No, it's going to increase." As the Holy Spirit works through all of us as believers, as He works through the church, this is what God is going to do because the Holy Spirit is going to help us to do that. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses where? In Pueblo West. (laughs) And in Colorado. In the United States. And to the end of the world. I know that's a little different translation than what you're used to, right? (laughs) But that's what it means. That's what he was saying to them, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That's what he's saying. You'll be my witnesses. We are his witnesses. Even this week, somebody in our church got to lead somebody to Jesus Christ. Yeah! Woo! Yeah, we're going to be his witnesses to be able to do that. Let me share with you a little bit of work. So uh, last weekend, I was not here for Be the Church. Apologize for that, but I had an opportunity to spend a couple days with my son. Um, we flew to Birmingham, Alabama. Left at 5 a.m. in the morning on um, Saturday morning from Carlsbad Springs. We flew to Birmingham. Um, we got picked up by the internet sales director. My son was buying a car through a bu- buying service for his company, the company over them. Uh, this man uh, picks us up at the uh, Birmingham airport. His name just happens, first name just happened to be Bailey. A God thing, eh? right? Bailey just happened to know Jesus. Had been involved in ministry, very involved in his church. He has all the papers ready. My son signs all the papers in about 15 minutes. He has about a 20-minute tutorial how to hook up the phone and get everything. Uh, we landed. We got in his car about 11 o'clock. We were on the road back to Pueblo West at noon. Drove all the way to Fort Smith, Arkansas that day, and we drove back the rest of the way the next day. And let me tell you what happened on the plane. So we go to Dallas, have about an hour layover, uh, get on the plane, a smaller plane, you know, two seat, two seat. Uh, if I was in first class, it would have been one seat, two seat, but I wasn't in first class. So two seat, two seat, uh, sit next to this lady. Um, I don't know, I guess she was probably about 40. That's what she said her age was when I did ask her. Um, so it's pretty close. Uh, anyway, she was already complaining like crazy. I mean she was just going and, and uh, her phone kept blowing up from her boyfriend uh, his his ringtone was b- 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 bad to the bone and uh, she you know she called him an ugly name I'm thinking why do you have him <laughs> this is what you're calling him. that's not a good thing anyway she was upset because her daughter had graduated from high school the day before and somehow she couldn't get there could understand that daughter's being raised by the grandmother she's in Phoenix taking care of her mom who's 61 with lymphoma pretty young to go through that anyway she just it was really hard uh, and the pilot came on we thought we were getting ready to go the pilot came on and he said uh, we're going to be a few more minutes got a little delay going on uh, they didn't give us enough gas <laughs> I said thank you Lord for letting him read the manifest and to see how much fuel he had right that could be a kind of a big mistake. <laughs> um, so anyway, as we're going, she kind of um, settled down a little bit, and I started reading a book that I had received from the North American Mission Board by uh, um, can't even think of his name right now, but uh, pastor, and uh, it was on the stress-free life, basically, really good book. I read a couple chapters, and as we were getting close to landing, I thought, you know what? This lady's been through a lot of stress. She needs this book. And so I asked her as we getting ready, I said, "Do you like to read?" Fortunately, she said, "Yes." <laughs> I said, "I have this book right here. You, you've obviously been through a lot of stress in your life. I think this book could help you." And she just got tears just rolling down her cheeks a little bit. I said, "Could I pray for you?" She goes, "Yeah." I said, "What's your name?" April. So I prayed for her. The Holy Spirit guided in that. The Holy Spirit did His work. That's what He's doing in your life. That's what He's doing in our corporate life. He's guiding us. This is what we need to do. We don't do it alone. We have His help. And guess what? We have each other's help too. He's a part of us to help us with the family of God. So as we go through this week, how's God going to use you in somebody's life this week? Maybe you pray that Monday morning prayer, God, give me the opportunity to have a gospel conversation with somebody this week. I'm learning more and more. You're telling me about these gospel conversations and man, I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited about it. I'm thinking about those people that we minister Be The Church and you did such a good job people that are going to get those homeless banks, gospel in there, going to the care center, loving on those people, sharing Jesus with them. People going to come into the kingdom to be a part of the kingdom of God, to know God, the creator, to know God, the designer, to know that he's the one who's come to, to be the king and to fulfill God's plan for us. And that we have the Holy spirit. Once we come to know Jesus Christ as our savior going to be an exciting week. Thank you for participating with us. Thank you parents, grandparents bringing your kiddos for us. For everybody who served, thank you so much for being a part of this week. We appreciate the prayers that we have. Last one. Let's see what it says here. One more. You ready? Created, designed, empowered. That's who we are. Yeah. So, we're going to participate in the Lord's Supper. You know why? Because we've been created by God. We've been designed by God, and He's come into our life, and we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance or ahead of time for us to do. So, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to get up. If you haven't got this already, if you did, it's all right. It's, that's totally fine. We didn't, you didn't know the instructions. I'm going to ask you to get up and I'm going to ask you to go to a table. Now, there are the traditional way we've done it. Um, and what I'd ask is if you, you, you'd let those that don't have quite as nimble fingers to take those. I These are hard to handle. We understand that, okay? But I think there's about 15 or 16 at each table. I'm going to ask you to, to get up and to go, and, and then we're going to participate together, okay? So, would you do that right now? Would you get up and go to one of the tables? We're going to take the Lord's Supper together, and then we're going to go back and, and sing uh, Anya's Day again and be a part of that and sing Hallelujah to the Lord. So, it doesn't matter what table you go to, they all have the same thing. <laughs> So grab a cup. There are a few people that are seated if you want to grab a cup for them and take it to them. Take, do the traditional way, if you would. Somebody take some. Dale, Dale, do you have one? Give them the traditional one with the cup and the juice, please. Not the Not the prepackaged one. Dale, did you get one? Okay. All right. So you you can just, however which one you have, just get the bread. This represents the Lord's body given for us. We're so thankful that He was willing to come give everything he had. He didn't hold anything back. And we have this great privilege to be able to celebrate him and to thank him for all he's done as the creator and the designer and the redeemer and get the Holy Spirit given for us. Paul says, we proclaim his death. He didn't use the word resurrection, but certainly could be there. We proclaim what he's done for us every time we do this as we look forward to his coming. This is his body given for us. Let's eat together. The Jews, obviously, as Jesus was sharing together, since this is a picture of the blood that I'm going to shed for you, we get to look back. They had to look forward in that last supper. We're thankful that Jesus shed his blood for us. The story of redemption through the Old Testament, the shed blood, is a picture of what he's going to do for us and be a part of our lives. So we're grateful for that opportunity to celebrate the blood shed for us. Let's drink together. It is a privilege, Father, and a joy to celebrate what you have done for us, to remember your death, burial, and resurrection on our behalf. Thank you for coming to us, being the king who came to save us, being the redeemer to fulfill God's plan. Thank you for making us unique and having a purpose for us. Help us to grab onto it, to live it out, how you've made us, so that others would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, we pray for this week of Vacation Bible School that your spirit would move in our lives and in the lives of these kids and the lives of these families and that your work would accomplish its great purposes and many would come to know Jesus. Many would be drawn close to you. They would follow hard after you and seek you with all their heart and find you and grow. Thank you again for everybody who's serving. We're grateful in Jesus' name.